Welcome into the Free Retiree Show, where we help you transform your life so you can become financially free. In this show, we'll give you the inside track on how to excel in your career, filter out the noise surrounding your finances to help you make smart financial decisions, and we'll learn from thought and business leaders who can help you live your best life. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in with us. I am your host, Wealth Manager Lee Michael Murphy. I'm alongside career advisor Sergio Patterson. What's up? And Silicon Valley's favorite attorney, Matthew McElroy. Hey, what's going on? Great to have you guys on. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about life insurance. Uh, This is an episode I actually got quite a bit of requests recently, um, particularly after the passing of Kobe Bryant. A lot of people were asking me about life insurance. So this is an episode that I've been meaning to put out there uh, for some time now. Um, So today I'm going to give you all the tips you need on to know what type of life insurance to get, what does it mean in your financial life, and uh, I'll also touch on some of the biggest mistakes people make uh, when buying life insurance. I see devastating financial mistakes that people make generally when buying life insurance. I'm going to give you the advice to help avoid those things and hopefully save you some money when it comes to purchasing a life insurance protection for you and your family in the long haul. But if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to our show, share us on Facebook, share us on LinkedIn. And if you have any questions, financial related, legal, career advice, send them to ask at thefreeretiree.com. So life insurance, you guys got any questions in particular you guys wanted me to address today? Yeah, uh, I, I've got one, like, um, cause I, I'm pretty sure I have it through work. Um, I guess like, do you recommend, I just, I guess just in general, I feel like lack of understanding of what would actually happen, uh, if I were to pass and like how, how easy or difficult it's going to be for my, for my wife to like get paid out. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you know much about that, but I'm, I'm assuming it's like, a simple process? Or that, you know what? Difficult? That is not too difficult to process. You just okay. the main thing is proof of your corpse. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be a death certificate. <laughs> They're going to want a death certificate. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a pretty easy process. That's not um, the big concern, I think, with life insurance. You want to more think about, is your family going to be okay? Is there going to be enough money there for them if that happens, right? Yeah. So... I'm going to go over nine tips. So the first one, number one, get the right amount of life insurance, right? Uh, Generally, a lot of folks, you know, through whoever they work with, they have some sort of life insurance, but we need to get the right amount. Generally, it's going to be, you know, one time your annual income, maybe three times your annual income if you're lucky. But with life insurance, that is not enough, right? Generally. Because the whole point of life insurance is you want to make sure if you're getting it, it's going to protect your loved ones in case you do an early departure, right? That's the most important thing. So for a lot of people that work, you know, in the Silicon Valley or any big company, they say, well, you know, I got life insurance. I got it through my work. I got, you know, 200000 300000 And that seems like a lot of money. But you have to remember, you just got hit by the bus you're not there anymore. 
your family might need you for years, right? Um, could be 10, 15, 20, 30 years. How are they going to bridge that gap? How are they going to replace that income if you're gone? Yeah. So for a general rule of thumb, this is just general. Everyone's situation is different. You want to get about 10 to sometimes 15 times your annual income, right? Whatever it takes to sustain you, that's generally the ballpark, right? So a lot of people that are like, oh, I got, you know, 300 or 400,000, you know, from work. One, that money is going to be taxable if it's coming from your work. Two, this is not going to be enough money. So make sure you have the right amount because if you do life insurance right, once the proceeds pay out, you could potentially invest that money and use it as a way to draw down off of, right? So you just don't have- Tax that money? No, no. You could invest that money. No, I'm sorry. They tax the money that you'd get from your uh, the, the employer paid out? That is an excellent question. Yes, they do. They do tax it on the employer paid out life insurance oh. or, the, the, or the employer provided life insurance. But the ones that you buy on your own actually aren't. So different situation. You're not going to get, that money won't be taxed. So very different circumstances. Uh, tip number two, factor in future costs. Not only do you have to consider what you're making right now, but you have to consider maybe college for your kids. You, Serge, you got, you know, two kids, Matt, you got a baby boy. You might want to say, hey, I want to make sure that's taken care of, you know, if I make that early departure. So you got to factor in that cost. Factor in, you know, weddings. Maybe you want to pay for the wedding. Uh, you can put a little bit in there for funeral costs. Uh, but those are the those are the big you know future costs to you know think about, and then the so, mortgage. So I have a question just to clarify. Uh, you're, so you're saying you know take what your annual income is, and you know ten to fifteen times, and then do you add these additional costs onto that cost, or is that kind of factored in into the ten to fifteen times your annual? Income? I'll, I'll I'll say like every situation is different, but I would say you know a good rule of thumb you know go ten times your income, and then add on whatever future costs you know. Th- you might have uh, look at the mortgage. You want to get that paid off. Look at the college, look at all these other big expenses that could hypothetically happen. So like, so for the sake of like easy math, right. Say, say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd want a million dollar policy plus whatever extras that you want to conclude in on that. Yes, exactly. That makes sense. Okay. Um, number three, make sure it gets you all the way to that retirement age, right? So hypothetically, if you've saved enough, uh, you know, followed our 50, 30, 20 rule in terms of how much you're saving for retirement. Uh, you should be able to retire on time and you know, your life insurance should get you to that point, right? So don't get life insurance. If you have 30 years to work, don't get life insurance. That's going to only be there for 20 years or 15 years. You make sure it gets you all the way to when you retired and you don't have a financial need for life insurance, right? So a lot of times we see people, they get life insurance and sometimes they're just relying on their work. That, that leaves once you change jobs generally. And then, you know, sometimes they just get the term that's too short. So uh, make sure you, it gets you all the way to retirement. All right, number four is buy the right type of life insurance. So there's, you know, different types of insurance that's out there. Uh, you know, there's whole life, which basically they call straight life or ordinary life. And that's basically for the entire life, uh, you know, you have that. It doesn't go away. You know, it will never expire. And then there's term insurance. And term insurance is basically for a term of years. 
and big thing that I can tell you on this is, you know, there's a lot of insurance agents out there that people just want to slang insurance and they sometimes really don't put it into an actual financial plan or really have a good methodology of why they're recommending it or how it goes in with the whole financial plan. But, you know, they'll tell you, you know, why would you uh, rent when you can own? Right. That's the, that's the common sales thing you'll hear from all kinds of life insurance people. And they'll say, well, you know, get your whole life or get your universal life. It's your permanent policies that stay around forever. So why would you want term? And I'll just say everyone's got different opinions, but I feel that you're better off getting term insurance because it's cheaper. It's more affordable and you can get a proper amount without breaking the bank. Right. A lot of times people will sell these whole life policies or universal life policies and they Going back to the conversation we had at the beginning, it might only get you, you might be paying an arm and a leg and it's going to get you 400, 500,000, you know, of benefit, but that's not enough to supplement your life if you go, right? So you need a high amount of coverage, right? So, and if to do that with the permanent policies, they're generally going to be extremely expensive. So that's why I'm not a big fan of it. You're better off yeah, this is that money. This is so interesting because with the employer stuff, like you said, um, I always saw it like, oh, 300,000 or whatever. I think, I don't know exactly how much I have. I always saw that as, oh, that's going to be a nice chunk of change. But I didn't, I didn't think about taxes. I didn't think about she's going to need this for the 30, 40 years. 300,000 is not going to last that long. Exactly. That's why you need a, a large amount yeah. at a cheap yeah. cost. So that's why I prefer term. And I think that's the best thing for most people. Number five. Don't use it as an investment, you know, use your money for investing as investments, use your money for life insurance, just life insurance. Don't use a quasi product. They just, the performance isn't as great. Uh, sometimes it can be terrible uh, because there's high cost of fees in there and all that stuff. And, you know, whole life people will tell you, oh, it's a great, it's a, you know, it's a great investment tool that I don't find to be true. Uh, roughly the return on whole life is about 1.5%. Uh, and it's very expensive insurance. So not a big fan of that. Number six, I say choose the right carrier, right? So one of the disadvantages of someone from a specific insurance company comes to you and tries to sell their product, they might not price you that great. Every company has a, has a different, slightly different to ex extremely different ways that they price the individuals that apply for life insurance. So for example, if you're someone that's coming in and you might have a history of smoking, you're going to want to see which companies are going to act more favorably per your situation. Also, you know, if you have high blood pressure, cholesterol, every company is going to have a different stance on those sort of things. And some of them will say like, that's really high risk in our, in the way we rate things, it's going to be very expensive. So, if you want to get a good price on insurance, make sure you go to a broker that can broker out your policy. Because sometimes if you go with someone that's a more of like a captive agent and they're just with one company or a couple companies, um, they're generally not going to give you the best price. But if they sell you their policy, they're going to get uh, you know, a larger than normal commission. So that's something to think about. Yeah, I mean, I just this is all super insightful. I never even thought about i think that's going to be your next tip but i just the idea of my what my employer is giving me and then the different types like yeah this is super insightful for me because it's like i have these dependents that if i go i don't know what they would do exactly and that's why you know life insurance is is important you know there's one thing i tell people 
pretty much everything in life, nothing is a hundred percent certain, right? There's always a, there's, there's always an unknown, but I'll tell you one thing in your life that is a hundred percent certain. We all going to die. <laughs> Does that make you feel good? Probably not. So, but you know, it's the not. truth. You know, that's the, that is the one thing of- you can guarantee on. We will all die. So why not plan death, for death, it? What is it like death taxes and, uh, or is it just like death and death taxes like- and the sharks losing the playoffs? That's what I always say. <laughs> All right. So- yeah, you know, the way I'm thinking about this though, is like, you know, you put a, a million dollar or $1.5 million incentive above your significant other's head that, Hey, I think you out. That's kind of my way. I don't think Sloan needs that much do I want to deal with him? That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. <laughs> Dangerous. Uh, Sloan. Yeah, Sloan. Yeah, she might. She might do that to you. Yeah, she doesn't need that much much motivation. She's already motivated. <laughs> she kill, she kill you for a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so no, that's a very no good comment. point. No uh, when you're buying your life insurance, examine your significant other. Make sure they won't kill you. That's a. I did add that, but I'm adding that to the list. It's a real. That's a, bon- that's a bonus tip. <laughs> Tip number seven, I've alluded to this before, uh, have insurance outside of your company, right? Because your company's not going to generally give you the right amount that you need. It's a start, but you're going to need more and that insurance isn't going to go with you, right? Uh, If you can make it go with you, you're generally going to have to underwrite for it. So yeah, have it outside of your company. What do you mean by it can't go with you? If I if I leave the company, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So if you if uh, Facebook gives you you know X amount of insurance and you leave, you're not going to be able to take that. You know, unless the company that's providing it says, "All right, well, we'll let you take it. You have to underwrite for it." Even though I've been putting, they've been taking the money out of my yeah mm-hmm. paycheck. It what happens to that money? Well, it's just like you know your auto insurance. Generally, you know it you pay for your auto insurance every month and you don't use it, but when you, Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 So if you want to use it, go jump off a tall building and then you'll get all the <laughs> dollars out of your check. It, you'll feel better about it. So tip number eight, if you are uninsurable, this is a situation that a lot of people that are smokers deal with or have had, uh, you know, some, uh, medical history where they've had, you know, uh, unique diseases and just things, their health is not in great shape. If you really, really need it, you can consider a guaranteed issue life insurance. Now that means you don't have to go through underwriting. They're just going to give you the insurance. Uh, also you can look at like mortgage life insurance, which is, uh, another term of life insurance that you get from your mortgage company and a cover part of your mortgage. These are this is another form of guaranteed issue life. Now, the thing to know about it is it's extremely expensive, right? Because they know you're not healthy. They know they're taking a risk on you. So it's going to be very costly. So you're going to have to run the numbers. In general, they're going to offer you a low coverage amount. So with these guaranteed issues, they're around 25 to 50K on, on average. Uh, mm. So, you know, they're not going to be a high amount. And, you know, they might have stipulations in there. Like they won't pay you out if you die within the first few years, right? So that's for people that are in a really desperate situation for life insurance. But, um, you know, since it's such a high price, you really got to run the numbers and see if it makes sense. And then my last tip, 
number nine, which is the most important. And this is for you, Sergio, or you, Matt. <laughs> Don't wait, right? That's one of the biggest things, uh, you know, when it comes to getting coverage is, you know, uh, everyone, human nature is to be like, oh, I'll just hold it off, I'll hold off, I'll hold off. But, you know, you never know when you're going to need this. And hopefully you never need it. But, yeah. you know, uh, I've talked to friends that have had near-death experiences. And the thing that they think about is their family, you know, when they think that they we're going to die. That's the thing. Oh my God, is my family going to be okay? Right. Um, and so, you know, just, you know, think about that is, you know, anything can happen and you'll feel better just going through your life. If you have loved ones to support, you know, you're going to feel much better in your life knowing that, you know, if something happens to you, uh, they'll be okay. Yeah. I'm thinking, cause I have it through my company now, but now I'm like, what are the other options outside of the company to kind of get closer to that, um, yeah. that million a, dollar mark, you know, yeah, or like, a, I mean, there's a lot of good options and they're yeah. affordable. You know, if you're going through term insurance, like a lot of agents are going to try to sell you that permanent stuff. Just don't just go get a term policy. It's, it's cheap. It's effective. Uh, and it's not, it's not that expensive if you don't have any serious health conditions. Right. And, you know, going back to nine, don't wait. A lot of times people, uh, have like they might be a little overweight or they might uh you know generally it's it's they're they're overweight and they're thinking like all right well i'm gonna lose 10 15 pounds and then i'm gonna write uh, i'll underwrite for the insurance i will let you know that hardly i don't think it's really ever happened in my career where someone was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna lose the weight and write for it I, it's, they've never really lost the weight <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest. Like you know, I, I it's a really common thing, and I think it's funny as hell. It's because people are like, oh, I'm gonna lose those five ten pounds, and I've never had anyone actually lose the five or ten pounds. They generally just wait, and they come back like a year or two later, and I'm like, all right, it's a little bit more expensive because you know you're older now. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I'll just get it. And so, weight, someone's weight, or could impact the dollar amount that yes, is because yes. their underlying health issue. Yes, but I'll say this: like, higher risk. Yeah, get just underwrite for them, or just underwrite for the insurance, and then you can always redo your insurance later, right? People want to be like, "Oh, I just want to lock it in," and then what generally ends up happening is they just don't do it, or they wait too long. Um, even if you're overweight, just suck it up, you know, get your policy started so you have that protection, and then hopefully in a year or six months, maybe you can underwrite again when you you've lost that weight. I'll tell you, but I'll tell you, it's very rare. I haven't seen really anyone lose the weight, you know, that was writing for life insurance. I'm sure hey, it's Lee, happened, but Lee, before, uh, before you wrap, um, playing devil's advocate for somebody that doesn't have any dependence, uh, how do you, what's your pitch to them on great, the great question. Still having life insurance. So this is, goes back to another thing that I think that's, you know, wrong with the insurance industry in general is a lot of life insurance people say, oh, you need, uh, you need insurance. You know, I just had a good friend of mine uh, call me. He said, yeah, this insurance guy from whatever XYZ company is like, you need to get, you know, permanent insurance. You need to get term insurance. And I was like, and then I was educating him on how they worked. And then I was like, so what's your family like? You know, what does your wife bring? He's like, uh, well, I don't have one. You know, I don't, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. And I'm like, you, so you don't have a wife. You don't have kids. That's the main reason like 
do you have, and I was like, are you charitably inclined? Do you have a charity you care about? That you want to leave some monies? No, I don't have any charities. I was like, okay, then you don't need it. Like the insurance industry will let you know, will, will, there's a message that the insurance companies want to send out there. Everyone should need life insurance. And you know, if you don't have a family that's not financially relying on you, I would argue that you don't. Like, what's the point? No one's relying on you. If someone relies on your income, yeah, you, you need it. But if they don't, then why would you get it? That's a good point. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into our show. That's all we got today. You've been listening to The Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Advisory services offered through Securities American Advisors, a registered investment advisor with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Securities offered through Securities American Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. The free retiree, Securities American Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career advisor Sergio Patterson and attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Security America companies. Securities America Incorporated, Security America Advisors, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Third-party sourced information comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook Incorporated. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.